Howdy folks, it is Tuesday, September 27th, 2011. This is episode 17B of the Bad Dog Book Club. I'm Skip Ruddertail, your otter editor, and with me, as always, is... Tunsu is the driving cat. The cat who is, you know, not thrilled about having to pilot a car again. Spent, like, I think, was it like 45 minutes in traffic on the Beltway? And I don't know. Like, I can sit, I can sit and wait for a train for 45 minutes. I can sit and wait for a red light to change. At a, at a corner for 45 minutes. If I had to, I can't sit in traffic for 45 minutes. I go crazy. <laughs> for real. Yeah, that what Tunsis is trying to say is that he's here this week. Yeah, oh, yeah I'm, in, I'm in Columbia, Maryland. Yeah, we're actually, you know, doing this live together like normal. Yeah, from the so, District uh, of Columbia. We're, we're a little bit late this week, but that's good because we, we get you. So, yeah, there were some technical issues. Yeah, my computer's broken. That's the, the yeah, short end of it. His uh, laptop died so we're gonna we're gonna get him a new one in a few months but uh in the yeah. meantime i, I spotted tunes as a i just showed laptop. up and, i just showed up and took electronics basically he did uh so and it, it works it's a little old it works fine except the hinge is terrible oh my god it, it, it's tight but it sounds excruciating yeah like nails on a chalkboard. like here we go oh no don't don't oh why do you that is the laptop pin. So other than that, you know, hey, you get to use a laptop for a couple months and not I'm have not to pay for it. Yeah, I'm so. not going to complain. Free computer, and I got to eat some free food. Yeah, yeah, we fed oh, it. We did, uh, we did, let's see, we did uh, filet roast tonight, uh, twice-baked potatoes, uh, fresh pineapple, uh, some pasta, and oh, then the for, after we finish the podcast, we're going to do some uh, key lime pie and coffee. So mm-hmm. And... Mm-hmm. and you know, normally, I should say it's not just you here, because we always have, you know, Bun sitting over there trying to ignore us while he plays poker, but we also have... I am my boyfriend, Taylor. He's out hanging out. Yeah, Taylor's yeah. sitting here on the couch uh, laughing at us, so this is pretty cool. He's yeah, laughing at us here. because we already tried to do this once. Yeah. <laughs> so, this week's episode is Fireworks by Retchen. Who is a mole? A mole. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty rare choice to go with. I like that because that's bold. It is. You know, we're so used to, to felines and vulpines and canines and moustelines. And yeah, but yeah, the moles... Whatever the hell you are. The moles aren't so popular. They're underground. They are. <laughs> Spies in our midst. <laughs> Double agents. Yeah, so wretched. And he'll actually be... Uh, supposedly moving down to D.C. Yeah. Uh, and later in the Sparf, winter. So he's Sparf looking Red. forward. Right. He's a friend of Sparf, so that's why I went to Sparf and say, hey, can you read this for us? And he did a great job, of course. Again. Always does. Yes, he's pro, uh, literally. So yeah, we're glad to have that reading. And uh, you actually, because of your computer glitches, mm-hmm. didn't actually get to see the story until today. Oh, no, we read it like about an hour ago, like yeah. right after we finished our nice, our nice dinner. And I can yeah. tell you, I liked it. Good. It was good. nice for a straight story. It was a very good uh, straight story. Yes, for a straight story. Yeah, that, was, that was that was mean of me. Always, but. always that you know little. But you managed to get it. through it, even though it was straight. It sex. was it was a good story, and it was a very gay straight story. Like I said, what do you I mean, mean by that? Well, 
if you just step apart from <laughs> yeah, very gay street story. If you step apart from what it's literally depicting, which is a dude having sex with a lady, yeah. it seems to focus more intently upon the dude and his emotions and his intents, and then ultimately during the sex scene, his body. So, I mean, it maybe describes what the lady's doing, but all of it is funneled through, like, how the guy is supposed so to be like, interpreting it. You know, I don't mean, you know, I don't know. This one didn't seem like that, but you do read definitely these straight stories where, like, man, this is a really gay straight story. You think so? Are these you stories, like, I mean? in the closet, or, or, or what do you think is the, the cause oh, I don't, here? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think, uh, but you know what I'm talking about. You've read those, I right? think dudes just don't realize so much they like dudes. I think that's what it is. I mean, yeah. I'll be, I'll, I'm going to be honest with you. Dudes are awesome. Guys are hot. And I can't be... I mean, I... I <laughs> you heard it here, folks. This is the final word. And I don't know. I just, I'm just not sure sometimes. Like, other guys have to realize this, right? I mean, they must be at least casually aware. Because, hmm. I, I mean, know. like, way more than, like, 2 to 4% of the people. I'm telling you, guys are way what hotter if, than 2 to 4% What if guys are, like, like... What if they're, like, super straight? Super straight? Do you think they're aware? Yeah, but how many how many of those do you think there are? Not a lot, but there's some definitely. I, I believe that. Just like I believe there are guys like not as you many as it says. Not- who are super gay. I'm not even like as gay as most straight guys claim to be. Like most straight guys be like, oh no no, I would never you know with a guy. Oh my goodness, never. I don't even try to like pretend like I'd never ever ever be with a woman. Like oh yeah no. sure. I I could absolutely myself getting getting blackout drunk and making a horrible mistake and gotta go into an escort or something yeah, at little some point. Tunes. Yeah, little tunes or something like that, but. <laughs> Guys, like, oh no, I would absolutely it never. It sounds adorable. <laughs> it sounds awful. And little tunes is running around. Oh my goodness! I guess Next this day, was my sword. one. This was my one heterosexual moment. And that's the product. <laughs> no, I, no, I, I tried. I did try to pass that off in high school and all, like, because they wouldn't believe I was gay. Yeah. Like I tried to tell them, they'd be like, no. It was like, like, oh, this test is gay. This class is gay. Gym class is gay. Yo, guys, I'm gay. No, you're not. Really? We don't. Yeah, they wouldn't believe me. So I had to, yeah, no, I swear to goodness, well, how do you think I developed this kind of queenie demeanor? It's like the only way I could actually get dudes to, like, stop talking to me about pussy. Huh. Because, like, oh, yeah, that's funny joke, Spencer, but no, really. The projectile vomiting didn't cue them off. No, oh, my goodness. That had to be, I had to train to be able to do that for, like, the longest time. But it was worth it in the end. Eventually, because they stopped asking me about ladies. Because they stopped, no, no. Vagina. Vaginas, yeah. See, you can't even say it, folks. Can't even well, say you know what? What, you know what, I, what about donger? I say donger. You do say donger. It's which, much worse than vagina. It's a very silly word. Yeah, let's not have this argument again. All right, all right. No, I'm just saying it's very donger. silly. Like, oh, I prefer it. Skip, Skip dared me. I couldn't use the word donger in a serious sentence and keep my, my keep a straight face. And I was doing it, but then he cracked up and it made and it made me. Yeah, it was, and it was pretty funny. I think it's. I think there's an inverse correlation there. The more serious the sentence. The funnier the use of the word donger in it is. Like, if, like we're in a legal paper. Like, any kind of legal references to penises ought to be used, like, the, use the term donger instead. Like, the case, you know, or it's like, um, you know, donger cancer is up 53% <laughs> Iowa Read this that. year. And people, yeah, see, you laughed. You laughed. You laughed. I rest I wasn't my la- case. I wasn't laughing at the donger. I was laughing at the cancer. Uh-huh, sure you were. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Oh, yes. You know, I, I, not that there's anything wrong with donger. I like it. It amuses me, but it does amuse me. I just think you gotta have different terms. When you're gonna refer to something a bunch of times in a story, 
like a dick, you gotta have like, like tons of terms to refer to it, and ones that might sound know, better. Read, in I feel phrases. like I've read stories where they're reaching though. You ever get that experience? Like anything medical is too much. Yes, absolutely. I was reading one the other day, and shoot, what term was it? Like scrotum. Scrotum's the worst. Scrotum's, I never hear the phrase scrotum ever again. Yeah, this was like. I mean, this was detail. This was like medical textbook. <laughs> Like, and I don't even really, like, shoulder something or other, you know, and it was like, I mean, I had to Google it to find out what the hell they were talking about, and it was medical textbook grade, like, something near their perineum, or, you know, there you go, there's a good word, perineum. 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 Cowper's gland. Cowper's gland, there you go. That's just, it's just a bit too much. We need to get that into a story. The like, vast deference. She fondled his best deference. Isn't that inside your donger? Yeah. Not in your donger, in your balls. That's or near your balls. balls. Near know. your balls. Next to your adjacent it's to. In the, it's in the important region adjacent of the body. Adjacent to. Yes. <laughs> it does hang out of your body. Yes. That, that, that's. Yeah. So, I mean, yes. You can, I think, go. You can take that a little too extreme. The. You have to work in as many words as possible. Well, thankfully, this story doesn't. Do I mean, that. you can't say cock every time, but I'm I'm like cock, you know. Dun dun. dun. This is true, um, but I mean, you can use cock a lot, in my opinion. For sure. Yeah, you don't have to be like, oh, I've used cock once. This story. No, it's not quite that bad, but you can't just say cock every time. Cock, 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 cock. Okay, just it just gets repetitive. You're turning me on. <laughs> It does. So, no, I think, you know, worked it out. But it's interesting what you said about, is this a kind of gay, straight story, as it were? Does that make it a bi story, do you think? No. What makes what would make it a bi... What would make it a, a story to appeal it's not to a bi- bisexual people, It's not people, a then? bi story unless there are people... There's somebody having sex with two other genders. It's not a bi story unless I, I'm firmly. I, this is one of the things that drives me buggy on so furry. Is it? I don't know if it's true anymore, but for a long time, maybe it isn't true, and I'll, I'll look like an idiot. But for a long time, anyway, if you had a a hermaphroditic character in your story, it would fall under the bi classification. What really? And that drove me nuts. That was back in the Yif Star days too. It was like, no, it is not. Like if you are a herm, that does not make it a bi story. Yep. I don't think it's the parts. I think it's the genders. Let's that was just that way. It's not a it's sex, not thing, it's the sex. It's the gender thing. All yeah. Right. So no, you I'd, gotta I'd have you gotta have one gender doing things with somebody of. Two other genders to make it a bi story. So no, I don't think this is a bi story. We don't think I would feel cheated if somebody had said, people. "Here is a bi story." Oh. I the would guy, feel cheated. The guy in the story does say he's straight and he's pretty. Yeah, he's, he's emphatic about it, and she that. believes him. But no, what I think, what I think's going on, I think you're right in that. It's he's not. Know, there's a lot of focus on his body. Let me. There is focus on his body, but because I'd say that it's chosen very strategically by Red Chan, the writer, because the story is from her perspective and she is a sex worker. So when they are having sex, she is not focusing on her, her body beyond what her body can do for his body. Right, she's been objectified at that point, you're saying. 
And she's just a tool. She's been objectified because she's an agent in this case. Mm. Been objectified, I think, places the agency on somebody else, but she's clearly in charge here. So I think that's a little yeah, but unfair. What's she, what's she using? What's she using to take take control here? Her body. Her body. Right. So that it becomes it becomes but an object she is in this using, sense. But she is using the So it has been objectified, I think, is misleading. I guess well, what I'm trying to say is that she is choosing how to use her body to accomplish what she wants to do in this case. I mean, she is definitely the agent here. Mm-hmm. And I think to, to you know, phrase it otherwise takes power away from her. Okay. So. So then, do you think put that, it that way. maybe to a degree this this story is trying to normalize the concept of sex sex work? I think a little bit, yeah, um, because you know it's 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 kind of matter of fact. I mean, it is her doing her job more so than it being very matter of fact. I noticed that it's very sanitized. And whenever I, I, you're reading something and everything seems almost. Uh, to the point, like feeling scrubbed clean, so that everything seems all right and everything is so is safe and secure, which is exactly the kind of environment she wants to uh, cultivate for David. I, I tend to think that that's it, it might be a rather didactic story. Then, hmm. so I don't. Do you think that? I, I don't want to get into a political argument about whether or not it's a good thing that the story would be ad, like be trying to normalize the idea of sex work. I think I'm trying to think in, in, in like more cynical terms, actually. Mm-hmm. Do you think that makes it less hot? <laughs> ah, yeah. Well, I think for some, I think it depends on people like different kinds of porn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think maybe, well, I think maybe partially for the reader who can relate to David, it would be this comforting. Is a, this is a comforting story, right. as well as being hot. And so maybe that's one of its goals here. Just to make uh, the, uh, the hypothetical reader more comfortable with the concept of participating in sex work economy. I don't know. I, I mean, you give it this like very like agenda, and I don't think the story has this kind of you know commercial agenda to it. It's not trying to you know encourage the sex work. No, economy. I don't think the story is explicitly going out and doing that. Um, I, I don't know. Think maybe it, had, I don't think it's that targeted anyway. Let's put it that maybe way. Maybe they had hooker vestments. <laughs> That's what I don't know what I'm saying. Maybe there's a vested interest here. Maybe. maybe a pimper at the story. No, right? We'll have to ask Gretchen when he gets there. So. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think there's anything that motivated there it, it, in terms of why the story's written in, ter- in creating a market. Let's put it that way. Um, but yeah, and, and but I think you're right. Some people like porn that uh, feels comfortable, and some people like porn exactly for the opposite reason. Um, some people like porn, or diff- the same person in different moods. You know, sometimes right. I'll want porn that's like, oh, this is safe, or I'm like reading this because I can see myself in bun in this mm. scenario. It's more like a fantasy. Yeah, and then sometimes you read porn and you're like, wow, you know, I would never let anybody do that to me, or I would never do that to anybody, so it's but not like it's a- hot because I would, in part because I would never... So it's not a fantasy, it's a catharsis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think these are separate kinds of um, erotic maybe. energies maybe. that can maybe be used in a story, because this one, this one is certainly not at all cathartic. Right. It's, 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 almost, it's outright sentimental, in my opinion. 
just especially the way it portrays uh, the American landscape. Because it, it is, in, at least in a perfunctory kind of sense, sort of critical of the uh, the red state mm-hmm. attitudes in it. But it, it doesn't really... It, it's a, a kind of a throwaway quip. But it, it seems to enshrine this whole uh, American family values thing in a way. Because in the end, she's not criticizing David's desire to, to have this... Uh, you know, classical classic relationship to please his family. She's not criticizing him for that. She's uh, sympathetic that he can't have it. I don't know. I, I I hear this from people in the gay community, and we get a lot of it discussion about this now in the fight for marriage, gay marriage. Um, that oh, we shouldn't be, you know. And you'll hear from people, um, and I have several friends, you know, who will say. Oh well, you know we shouldn't be fighting for marriage at all because it's patriarchal and da 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 da. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some good arguments there, but also there's kind of a feeling on my part that is, you know, people have a right to be happy, and just because something doesn't make you happy doesn't mean that it's a cynical institution or a flawed institution necessarily. Or a, flawed to the point of failure, I guess, institution. And I think maybe there's some idea here, too, just because um, nothing, because it isn't working out for David, or because it doesn't work for everybody, and that there are problems with it doesn't mean that it isn't something David could be happy with, or something could work for him, and it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with that, I guess I would say. Um, So I I, I don't know, that's always my feeling with the gay marriage thing. It's like, if you don't want to get married... Don't get it's married. A, it's a free market, right? <laughs> but if other people want to, you shouldn't be like, well, you shouldn't get married because it, you know, objectifies women. It's like, well, if I'm marrying another guy, you know, it's hard for me to do that at the same time. But right, I'll try. I mean, if you want, but but well. it's not necessarily just the institution of marriage that he wants to get into, but maybe more. So I was using that as an example. I see. Um, more so the goals he seems to have in mind mm-hmm. for his potential partner, which he seems to really be interested in nothing more than Im- impressing his family. Is that actually, do you think, something that Haven't is reasonable? have so many of us felt that way, though? To I mean, wanting... how many times have we all done things in our lives, I think, just because it was expected of us, we felt, even if we didn't really want to? You're saying he feels I mean, isn't that to... something we've all done, I think, at one point or another? Or almost all of us? For sure. Yeah, and, and that's, I mean, that's why I think one of the reasons the story is you know, very relatable, because this is obviously, you know, it, it's heteronormativity, and I think you and I can really understand that. And this shows one of the ways that heteronormativity impacts not just gay people, but straight people as well. Mm-hmm. Because it's not enough that he is not gay, he has to be straight in a certain kind of way and signify it in certain kind of ways. So that's, you know, having a girlfriend and, you know, presumably getting married and having kids and so all these things. And even if he is he isn't ready yet or he doesn't have access to that or whatever, you know, he is still being affected by these social pressures and desires that make him very uncomfortable. It's very um, even though he's straight, he is still being pressured to conform to a kind of straightness that at least at this point in his life, he doesn't have access to. The end of the story is she's pretty much just advising him to go to a, a psychiatrist and get well, professional help for this. Yes. And I, I don't know, 
It seems weird. Like, what kind of a porn story ends with that? Okay, now that we're done, you really need to go see yeah. a psychiatrist. I, that's kind of <laughs> funny because I that I caught that too. I caught that. I was like, this is kind of that that caught my eye. Um, and I will say, when I talked with Ratchan online a couple days ago, he is a. I think he's a, he's either major or working on his master's. In psychology, so there is an, a a a maybe point there, to this. Maybe there's an agenda. Maybe oh, so you, so you push him to the horse, but it wasn't and they feel the bad, and they come one. to see you. Yeah. Oh no, stop. So he's not the stop. pimp. He's, he's not, not the pimp. The pimp's see, just a, a middleman in the in the matter. He's not going to see you know because of the horse. He's going because of all these heteronormative pressures. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. That was but the there, well, there's the other pressure though, which is one of the lines that I don't know was kind of in some ways my favorite line. And, Partially because it was so pathetic, I suppose, was talking to women is hard. Pathetic is the right term to use. I think it, people shouldn't be afraid to make their characters It was harrowing because, yeah, I mean, you re- instantly were like, this is so, right, it is so that's pathetic that's for this guy to feel like that Sympathy, way. empathy. Mm-hmm. I mean, then you get that from portraying a character who's in a way pathetic. Mm-hmm, yeah. And... I don't know. I mean, your heart goes out to him because there's no reason it should be. And and so I think kind of to an extent, she, you know, her little advice at the end is kind of partially random as it was, um, made sense, you know, because you shouldn't feel that. Or I think kind of if you are feeling like talking to women is hard, well, why do you feel that way? And it's because you have all these pressures from your family and society that every time you talk to a woman... It is loaded up with all these expectations of, you know, what could happen, um, you know, and every time you talk to a woman, we don't know, is this guy thinking every time he talks to a woman, is he thinking, oh my God, you know, do I have to worry about, is this the one I want to get married with and have kids with, you know, that kind of crazy thing. Right. Um, it's a lot easier I, to talk I think to- it's easy for me as a bi guy, because it's just like, well, they're all equally hard or equally easy, I suppose. <laughs> it's, it's incredibly easy for me to talk to women as a gay dude. You don't I, care yeah, about I mean, getting in their pants. No, I don't. And I discovered very early on that you can say whatever offensive thing you want to women so long as you suck dick. I guess that's mm. like the, the, the home base rule. Guys, dick, straight guys, that is a tip. They just think it's funny. <laughs> that is a tip. You want to get women, start sucking If you want to be right? like a, a male ship chauvinist pig the best way to do it is to suck cock okay because it it almost gives you like um a a, a pass to do it i mean i don't know it's it's not a good thing is what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) it's just funny to see how good i'm glad you said that it's just crazy to see how uh persist how how, um reliable it is sometimes like at college the first time i tried this got curious i just walked up to some friends and i said hey hey what's up they're like hey how you doing Women ain't shit but hoes and tricks. And they're like, oh, oh, that's right. Women ain't shit but hoes and tricks. And we all laugh. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, why, why, why aren't they mad at me? Wow. Why? why? Wow. And Everyone I was else hoping is to mad be, at you. Oh, they are now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's what, okay. It always amazes it's me. Okay. Some what amazes me more than what people what gets so people angry. So is it angry. hard for you to talk to guys? Hmm. See, this would be the other question. So you are, you know, pretty. Is gay. it hard to talk to guys? No, it's not hard to talk to guys. It's hard. Is it's it hard, hard to talk to guys you might be interested in? Uh, no, it's hard to talk to guys who might be interested in me. Uh. If I'm interested in somebody, I, I tend to be more 
uh-huh. uh, that's comfortable around them. Uh-huh. But if someone's interested in me and I'm not interested in them, then I get very uncomfortable. Oh, if you're not interested. But if you are interested, you can just talk back to them. Yeah, usually. Yeah. Okay, interesting. interesting. I'm not, you know, I don't really um, socialize that much in that regard. I, I hang out with a lot well, of gay guys. Well, you do have a boyfriend now. Yeah. And it's like I've, you know, been with Bun for 13 years or something. I've never so. been like a clubber, though. I don't yeah. know about the, the bars or clubs or anything like that. I've only been a few, you know, I go sometimes and I still remember, I think the, like my first time it was in college, of course, and we went down to Columbus. It was near a city and. Like this club, and there's this guy who's like 35 or something hitting on me, and I was like, okay, I need to get out of here right now. <laughs> <laughs> now that I'm like 31, yeah. I feel like much more comfortable around gay guys actually because that's like at least I have some kind of power over them. Oh, mm. hey, this guy might want to suck my dick. That's something. That's if I'm something. just talking to like any like average straight person or any average lady, it's like, oh, this person doesn't want to suck my dick at all. That's hmm. how you see the world, huh? Yeah. So yeah. they're, they're not as liable those to Those who do and those who don't. Who does want to suck my dick? Who does white. not want to suck my dick? The people that do want to suck this, my dick, I want to hang around. This explains so much about you. <laughs> so much. They're, they're just distinct camps, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I have no problem with hanging out with people who don't want to suck my dick. It's just... Mm-hmm. You're just second class. Interested. Second yeah. class. Second. The second wow, class citizens in my life. The you guys that... heard it here. <laughs> harsh. Uh... I like I like the scenes with the family though, you know, and and it is uncom- partially because they were uncomfortable. I love the grandma. I gotta say, mm-hmm. the, wait, the Darlene, yeah, the drunken grandma. The drunker. Everyone loves the drunkard. I, I like the drunken grandma because she was grandma too. That was good. Um, I do want to say I don't think we got there in this story, but be careful, writers. Um, we have David and Desiree and the grandma's Darlene. That's a lot of D's in a short story for names. I don't think it's a problem here because we've we've got two characters, main characters. They both start with D, but one's a guy and one's a girl, so they're fairly easy to keep apart. If you can't keep them apart in the story, there's there you have other problems. But anyway, um, you know it's something, especially when you get larger stories and larger casts. Be careful of doing that. You know, make sure people can easily remember different characters. I don't know. You want to? Well, I went through a period when I, I named all my characters uh, with just J names mm-hmm. because I was getting mad at naming conventions, and I, I don't know. I was re- reacting negatively to people always asking, "Well, what should I name my characters?" I don't care what you name your characters. Name them anything you want to. I gotta say, I have a problem if I'm reading so furry and somebody's having a sex scene with like. Jay and Jason or something and after a while especially if you're going back and forth between them as often sex scenes end up doing like Jay did this Jason and I start getting and sometimes they get confused too and they'll obviously use the wrong name in the paragraph so I'm just saying if you don't have to do it don't do it you know pick it's you know Jason and I don't know Jason, Jason and David. Mark, sure. There you go. Jason and Mark. You know, pick something that's different sounding and starts differently. You know, I've, I've run into names like that, you know, where it's it's they, where they may start with different letters, but they sound the same, basically. You know, it's just one different letter. It's like, don't, just, don't do that. Don't get yourself in that trouble. Don't do that to your readers. I, that's my little mini rant. I think people I ought to use more, like, quaint names in porn. Like oh, yeah, I, yeah. I named somebody Aloysius. Aloysius is a rad name for porn. It is a good and one. Maximilian. 
Ooh, Put somebody, Maximilian. It's kind of like, you know, like Maximilian's gonna like Maximilian put puffs on out you. His yeah. Okay. This <laughs> <laughs> got funny now. Especially if he was an archaic name, you know, with Jebediah. 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 I would suck Jeb- all of Jebediah. Jebediah whipped out his dong. <laughs> like that's. See, you laughed. You laughed. Jebed, it's a serious name in Donger, so it doesn't work. Oh, well. Jebediah. That's, that's our album name. Jebediah's Donger. <laughs> All right. Um. Even if it was a straight story, it was, it was still pretty good. Yeah? Mm-hmm. yeah that, that's a pretty say. glowing review from you. <laughs> the, the, you can put that on the dust jacket. You know, even quote. Though it was a straight even story. though it was a straight story, <laughs> it, was still, it was still pretty I say good. That every time. Dot dot dot. Tunes's Bad Dog Book Club. Don't I say that every time? Yeah, it was a straight story, but it was alright. Mm. Yeah, that's good, that's good though. You know, that's 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 pretty glowing for you. I got nothing against straight people. They're all right. <sighs> like that's just wrong. If you like, that is the most racist thing. Like, if you say, I've got nothing against X group of people, skip, they're all, skip, the fact that skip, you had to say skip. it. What I mean to say is, actually, I really dislike straight people, but they'll hear that on, it's, ah. it's called dog whistle heterophobia. Uh-huh. Get it? Uh-huh. But I mean, okay, the straight people won't hear this because I'm talking in my gruff register. Uh-huh. They'll just hear silence on the radio. Uh-huh. But get what I'm saying now? No, I have nothing against straight people. I don't people. get it. I hate straight people. Uh-huh. Get it? Ah. <sighs> Guys, guys, guys. I, I, again, apologies to our three-year <laughs> listeners, I, you know, various, uh, one of whom is straight, and now we're going to have two, and then, where will we be? You can't do a show with two listeners. The bisexuals are fine with me, too. I got nothing wrong with them. Oh, yeah. Because they might want to suck your dick. Yeah. According to they you. They might want to suck my dick. They might want to. They might want to. Wow. It's a possibility. Wow. All right. Well, with that, folks. Um, with his winning Mr. Personality over here. <laughs> I think we're gonna about ready to wrap it up, Wretch, and thank you for a, a fun story. I don't know. I liked it. You know, it was... It's just that you... You know, it was sentimental, but it wasn't false sentimentality in that it didn't... It, it stayed away, and I applaud you, Retchen, for this. It stayed away from, at the very end, you know, they part their ways and smile, but it, they didn't end up with her going... So you want to go on a date, you know, not just just friends or whatever. You know, it didn't end up with, oh, now we've got to make this romantic. It stayed professional, which I think was true to the story. So I applaud you for not taking that extra dreaded, you know, so furry leap of, oh, now they're in love or whatever. Um, So thank you. I enjoyed it. I had a good time. Thank you for uh, sending it in. Sparf, thank you for reading it as always. And Skip, thank you for dinner. You're very welcome. Thank you for being here. So, and thank you to our uh, our two guest listeners already who are here, sitting in, grinning at us. So, all right, guys, uh, we will be back uh, next week with a new story. We'll be back in a couple weeks. You'll be probably back in Pennsylvania. Whatever. Who knows? With the mm-hmm. laptop of doom. Yeah. It and freaks like like a like a like a dungeon gate. It does. It's haunted. That's my theory, that the laptop is in fact haunted. But it does work, and it will get you through the next month yeah, or two until nice. you can get a new one. Mm-hmm. So I can, right. I can write my anti-hetero treatises. Well, you got to work on a little uh, project for me. What I need to do is I need to, to memorize all of 
uh, the gay revolutionary. We shall sodomize your sons, emblems of your feeble masculinity, of your shallow dreams and vulgar lies. What was lies. I just saying about, you know, people who are uh, anti-gay, like, need to back <laughs> off and relax? You know, calm down. Calm down. Folks, that's it what for else, us. Yeah. We, we can't... He, he's out of control. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Have a good one. I'm gonna go suck a dick angrily. <sighs> All right. Good night, everybody. Ciao.